Hello, everyone out there, and thank you for listening to this week's episode of Dorney's Vinyl. This week, I got I got a great episode. I love this episode. I really want to get into it. But before I get into it, thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. This season three that I'm on, I think um, I, I know I'm on season three, but I, I think this is this is definitely my favorite season so far. Even though I'm doing the weekly podcast, uh, even though I miss November. Even though I caught up in December then, had to do two podcasts a week, I'm really, really glad to get this podcast out there. Um, it's just a fun thing for me to do, fun way to de-stress, uh, just talk about things, music that I enjoy, and do fun activities like the games and, and other EP ex- uh, extra podcasts. So thank you guys for listening. So I'll get into it. Uh, uh, today's podcast is the Streets of Fire soundtrack. This uh, Streets of Fire is my favorite movie. Uh, I don't really, I, I, I can't really explain why it's my favorite movie. It's just my favorite movie. Uh, there's nothing else really to that. So I'll just get into the podcast. Uh, the first half is going to be the informational half. The second half is going to be me talking about it. So I'll just get into it. So Streets of Fire, the movie, was released in 1984. It was directed by Walter Hill. The screenplay was written by Walter Hill and Larry Gross. And the premise, I'll just try to keep the premise short without giving any huge spoilers. I think I got this off of IMDb. So while performing a live concert, rock and roll singer Ellen Aim is kidnapped by motorcyclist Raven Shaddock and his biker gang, The Bombers. Ellen's manager, Billy Fish, hires mercenary Tom Cody to rescue Ellen from the Bombers nightclub. So it just sounds like an intense movie, to be honest with you, from the premise. The cast of Streets of Fire... So it's Michael Perry as Tom Cody. If you that name sounds familiar, he's also Eddie in the Cruisers that I did earlier this season. Diane Lane as Ellen Aim, Rick Moranis as Billy Fish, Amy Madigan as McCoy, Willem Dafoe as Raven Shattuck, Deborah Van Valkenburg as Reva Cody, Richard Lawson as Officer Ed Price, and Bill Paxton as Clyde the Bartender. So a lot of big names. So now the movie history. So according to Walter Hill, the film's origins came from things that he thought were, quote, great then and which I still have great affection for. Custom cars, kissing in the rain, neon, trains in the night, high-speed pursuit, rumbles, rock stars, motorcycles, jokes in tough situations, leather jackets, and questions of honor, end quote. And Larry Gross said that Hill, quote, wanted to create his own comic book movie without the source material actually being a comic book. Gross also said that while writing the movie, they were impacted by the success of Flashdance. Hill said that he, quote, always thought of it as a musical. They kind of saw it worked in the world of an MTV video. The title for the film, The Streets of Fire, came from Bruce Springsteen's track on his album Darkness on the Edge of Town. Negotiations with Springsteen for use of the song delayed production multiple times, and Springsteen withdrew permission for the song to be used when he found out that they would be re-recording it with another artist. They'd be using a female vocalist. Critical reception. So The Streets of Fire has a 67% approval rate on Rotten Tomatoes. And Jay Scott of the Globe and Mail newspaper wrote, quote, When Streets of Fire is speeding by like mercury on methadrine, the rush left in its wake cancels out questions of content. But the minute the momentum slows, it's another story. A story about a movie with no story at all, end quote. And now the soundtrack, the Streets of Fire soundtrack. So Jimmy Eovine, who that name might sound familiar from Meatloaf and Stevie Nicks, produced five of the songs on the film's soundtrack. 
For Ellen's singing voice, he combined the voices of Laurie Sargent and Holly Sherwood. After Springsteen withdrew permission for his song to be in the film, Hill called up Jim Steinman, another big name that I like, and another name that sounds familiar on this podcast, and asked him to write the opening and closing songs for the film. The only chart that the soundtrack made it onto was in Australia at number 60. So now the track listing. So interestingly, this is one of the first albums that is different songs by different artists. So this one might have a lot of information for the track listing. So track one is Nowhere Fast. This was written by Jim Steinman. And it's billed as being performed by Fire Inc., Fire Incorporated. And Fire Incorporated consisted of Laurie Sargent on lead vocals, Rory Dodd, Holly Holly Sherwood, and Eric Troyer on backing vocals, Roy Bitten on piano, Dave Johnstone and Mike Landau on guitars, Steve Buslow on bass guitar, Larry Fast on synthesizer, Max Weinberg and Jim Brallower on drums, Jim Steinman on additional keyboards. Track two is Sorcerer, which was written by Stevie Nicks. Uh, this it was actually performed by Marilyn Martin. It features Stevie Nicks, Sharon Cellini, and Lori Nicks on backing vocals, Billy Payne on piano, Wadi Watchtel on guitar, Russ Kunkel on drums, and Kenny Edwards on bass guitar. And Stevie Nicks actually wrote the song in 1972 during her time with Buckingham Nicks, and she eventually recorded and released her version of this song in 2001. Track 3 is Deeper and Deeper. This track was written by Cy Kernan, Jamie West Oram, Adam Woods, and Rupert Greenall, and Dan K. Brown. It's performed by The Fix, and The Fix consists of Cy Kernan on vocals, Adam Woods on drums and percussion, Jamie West Oram on guitar, Rupert Greenall on keyboards, and Dan K. Brown on the bass guitar. Track four is Countdown to Love. It was written by Kenny Vance and Marty Coopersmith. It was performed by Greg Philanges, I probably pronounced his, rain, his name wrong, I apologize, Greg, who does the lead vocals, all the backing vocals, and all of the instruments, except for David Williams, who plays guitar, and Brian Banks and Anthony Marinelli, who do synthesizer programming. Track 5 is One Bad Stud, which was written by Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller. It was performed by The Blasters, and The Blasters consisted of Phil Alvin on vocals, Dave Alvin on guitar, John Baz on bass guitar, Bill Bateman on drums, Gene Taylor on the piano, Steve Berlin on saxophone, and Lee Allen on saxophone. Track 6 is Tonight is What It Means to Be Young. This was the second song written by Steinman and also performed by Fire Incorporated. And it's the same personnel as Nowhere Fast, only Holly Sherwood does the lead vocals for this song. So because the studio were convinced that they would have Springsteen's song, They had to ask Steinman to write this song last minute, and Steinman ended up writing this song in two days. About the song, Steinman said, quote, So I wrote this song that I loved, and I sent it to them, and Hill and Joel, I remember, left me a great message saying, I hate you. I love this song. We're going to have to do it. We're going to have to rebuild the Will Turn Theater, which they had taken down. It was a million dollars to redo the ending. End quote. So that's, that's incredible. This song was worth uh, pretty much a million dollars to them. Track 7 is Never Be You. This was written by Tom Petty and Ben Montench of, the, of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. It was performed, though, by Maria McKee. Uh, it featured Tom Petty on guitar, Ben Montench on piano and bass guitar, 
Mike Campbell on guitar, Stan Lynch on drums, Ray Austin on steel guitar. The country music artist Roseanne Cash also recorded this song to be used for the film, but they chose McKee's version. So Cash released her own version of the song on her solo albums, and it peaked at number one in the U.S. Hot Country Songs. Track eight is I Can Dream About You. This was written by and performed by Dan Hartman, who performed all the instrumentals and vocals except for Art Wood on additional drums, Richie Zito additional guitars, Eddie Watkins on the bass guitar, Bobby, Bobby, I'm assuming it's Bobby, but it's spelled Bobby Hall on percussion, Billy Payne on acoustic piano, and Winston Ford and Joe Pizzullo on backing vocals. So originally, producer Jimmy Eovine approached Hartman to write a song for the film. Hartman was told that the song would be sung by an all-black quartet in a concert situation, so he came up with the demo. After negotiating his contract, Hartman only agreed to let them use the song if it was his vocals on the soundtrack and single. A music video was also released for the song, featuring Hartman's vocals over the scenes from the movie. And Hartman additionally released the song on, on an album by the same name, and the song peaked at number 6 in the U.S. and number 12 in the U.K. Track 9 is Hold That Snake. It was written by Rye Cooter and Jim Dickinson. It was performed by Rye Cooter, who does lead vocal and guitar, Bobby King and Willie Green Jr. on background vocals, Jim Dickinson on keyboards, Tim Drummond on bass guitar, Jim Keltner on drums, Steve Douglas on saxophone, John Juke Logan on harmonica, and George Babu Pierce on percussion. And track 10 is Blue Shadows, written by Dave Alvin, and it was performed by The Blasters, who are it's the same personnel from One Bad Stud. So that was the informational part of Streets of Fire. I'm going to take a short little break here, and I'll come back with my song rankings, album rankings, and album score. All right, so I'm back after that short little break, and I'm ready to get into my song rankings for Streets of Fire. It's at number 10. I have Hold That Snake. Uh, I, I, I mean, I guess I like this, the speaking vocal sound that it kind of had. It didn't really have, it didn't really sound like he was singing more than he was just kind of talking to the rhythm, which I guess is singing, but I don't know. It had like a more of a spoken, a speaking sound to it than a singing. Uh, this one, I, I, I said this was like another song that had the drums where the drums I thought were pretty noticeable. Um, the, the chorus I thought was pretty clever. So, quote, uh, the lyric was, hold that snake till I make it, hold on till your daddy gets there. And it had a great instrumental ending with the harmonica and the guitar going back and forth. So that was my number 10. At number 9, I have One Bad Stud. Uh, so this, it had like that 50s bar feel to it, kind of. Uh, I, I, and, and that's, uh, without giving a spoiler, that's kind of how it's used in the movie, so it makes sense. Uh, I liked how it had that like repetitive lyric and saxophone. I think that ad that that gave it. It reminded me of Betty Lou's "Got a New Pair of Shoes" from Eddie and the Cruisers. Uh, and this, I, it's it's interesting, but it's actually kind of like a story song in a way. And if you know me, you I like story songs. Um, this one was just kind of a little bit too simple of a story song. So my favorite lyric was, "He loves his whiskey. He loves his rock and rye. You know it takes ten bottles to make that fool get high." At number eight. I have Countdown to Love. Uh, I liked the kind of har har harmonizing at the beginning of, of the song. 
uh, it didn't have like the instrumentals to it. Again, with the 50s feel, it's like that's what they, they were going for, but at the same time, they weren't going for 50s feel. And then I liked how, you know, it's actually a countdown in the song. It's not just called Countdown to Love. And then because uh, uh, the first verses start out with 10, 9, 8. And then my favorite part was 7. The lyric was 7, we'll be in heaven before the night is through. 6, I'll play no tricks. I'm always straight with you. And then it goes into 5. And then 4, 3, 2, 1 at the, at the last lyric. And it's actually like a pretty sweet, as in loving song. Like it's just, you know, the countdown to love and... I like how it's moved, how it's used in the movie. At number seven, I have Blue Shadows, the ending song. So if you have listened to the Pets Up My Podcast before, you know that ending songs are important to me. I don't, it doesn't really apply on soundtracks to me because it, it just doesn't. I don't really know how else to describe it other than it just doesn't for soundtracks like i know that the soundtrack is supposed to be based off the movie however if this one used the actual order of the songs in the movie then it might have been a different story but blue shadows was my number seven it was another great paced bar song you know it's done by the same people that did one bad stud uh i liked how so on the lyric sheet the song technically has like two choruses i personally like the second one better which was, the lyric was, no other place for me to go, no other place for dying slow, so I'll be killing time in the blue shadows. And then I liked how this song had that piano instrumental in the middle. I really liked that. At number six, I have Deeper and Deeper by The Fix. This one, this song had like that, a very interesting, an interesting sound to it. Like it's, I don't, like it's this, like the other ones had like the 50s. This one had like a more futuristic sound. Almost like it's trying to be this, the the music ahead of its time. Uh, I and I liked how it sounded. It was very hard to understand the lyrics, but the one that I was able to somewhat understand with the help of the uh, the lyric booklet was. Uh, then I see the edge. I look. I fall, and I get deeper and deeper. The more I see, the more I fall. No place to hide. I better take the call. I get deeper and deeper. Uh, that one's also the chorus, so that's also how that one was easier to understand than most of the other ones. At number five, I have I Can Dream About You, uh, the Dan Hartman track. So I liked the percussion introduction to it and how it started out with that synthesizer feel. Uh, it, and it wasn't really percussion drums. It was percussion like, not not cowbell, but like, like that kind of hollow block sound, I think. And I will say Hartman did kind of have a unique voice, I felt like. I mean, I, it fooled me when, you know, the soundtrack version is different from the movie version, so I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but it fooled me. I thought they were that it was the same singing in both in both versions. Uh, I really liked the chorus. It's another it's one of those sweet romantic songs, so I can dream about you if I can't hold you tonight. I can dream about you. You know how to hold me just right. And I think, like, I go over this almost, I go over this a lot. I think this was one of the very few, I think this might have been the only one, or if not, one of the few songs on this soundtrack that had a two-thirds guitar instrumental riff. So many songs have that tooth, like lyric, like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, guitar riff, chorus, chorus, whatever. This one, this one had it, and I don't have a strong opinion about it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So I guess that's why it's number five. At number four, I have Sorcerer. Uh, I love, I really liked the tone of the opening piano, how it starts out kind of slow. Uh, and 
for, for I, I really liked uh, I, I liked Marilyn Martin's voice for this song. Like I really I really like Stevie Nicks. I'm a huge Stevie Nicks fan, but I think Marilyn Martin did a great job on this song. I like I thought she did wonderful. And then I liked how once you get to the chorus, you have that increasing volume and tempo with and and, and really good lyrics. Uh, the one I pointed to was Sorcerer. Who is the master, man and woman on a star stream, in the middle of a snow dream? And and again, you know, I, I liked Martin's vocals. I liked how intense that it got on the second chorus, and then it gets brought back down when you get to verse 3. And then I, I didn't notice this until I listened to it this time. It took me this time to, to notice Stevie Nicks' background vocals. I can't believe it took me that long. At number three, I have Never Be You. Uh, and, and this was like, I, I, I love doing these podcasts because I almost always learn something new. And what I learned new was that this was written by Tom Petty. I had no idea this was a Petty song. Uh, and, and it makes sense to me, too, because Maria McKee's voice, to me at least, kind of had a Stevie Nicks vibe to it. I don't know. I really don't know how else to explain it. Like, I think Stevie Nicks' voice vibes well with Tom Petty's because they've done duets together. And so, therefore, like, I thought Maria's voice sounded good because it had that vibe. Uh, I liked the guitar and the drums throughout the song. The entire soundtrack, I think, has good drums. Uh, I really like this song. It had, like, a, this nice country rock twang to it, which I understand why, like, a country singer did this. Uh, I liked I, I, this. This album also just has a bunch of different like tones to it and 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 genres. I feel like. And then with my favorite lyric for this song being, "But since you let me down, I'm hard to be around. I don't know what I'm gonna do. He could never be you." And at number two, I have nowhere fast. Obviously, I'm gonna save the two Steinman songs for last. I love Steinman. I love these two songs. These two songs are probably 43% of the reason why I love this movie. This song being probably 14% of that 43%. You know, I loved the fast start with the piano. I love every instrument on this song. Every instrument is incredible. I love the drums. Those were the ones that really stick out. I love the opening lyric of, you're lying on your bed and on a Saturday night, you're sweating buckets and it's not even hot. And at no, like at no point, does this song calm down or take a break? Like, this song is six minutes and six seconds of just pace, and I love it. This, like, there's, I love the random guitar picks and plucks between the verses. I love Steinman's lyrical ability on this song. The chorus has great lyrics of, you and me, we're going nowhere slowly, and we gotta get away from the past. There's nothing wrong with going nowhere, baby, but we should be going nowhere fast. I love it. Meatloaf also did like a version of this song, not the same, it's not a cover, it's a different version. His is great too, but this song just absolutely rocks. And I love how it ends on that Godspeed, speed us away, we're going nowhere fast. Like, I love how Steinman, even though he reuses stuff, he use, he reuses it perfectly. Like, he is absolutely incredible with reusing his stuff. And therefore, at number one, I have Tonight is What It Means to Be Young. This is one of my favorite songs of all time. Like, and if I had to pick a non-Meatloaf song, this might be it. Like, this might be my favorite non-Meatloaf song. Like, I, I, and I don't know if it counts because it's Steinman. I loved this, I love, like, the soft opening. Like, the just, 
And it starts off really slow. The opening lyrics of I got a dream about an angel on the beach and the perfect waves are starting to come. His hair is flying out in ribbons of gold and his touch, he's got the power to stun. Like, it's just so poetic. And then I love how, like, as the intro goes, continues, how high, like, her voice can get. Um, the pace of this song, once it gets through that, like, introduction is just great. And then, like, especially when you, like, Rory Dodds, the, the background vocals, the male background vocals come in. I love that part. And it reminds me of Bad Out of Hell a little bit, but there's, like, there's just so many moving parts on this song. And it all flows together so well. Like, this, I think, quite frankly, might be Steinman's best song. And and that's, a, I know that's, a, you know, he's written great songs with It's All Coming Back to Me Now, I Would Do Anything for Love, Total Eclipse of the Heart. But I think this is his best song, and it's so underrated. It's just such a shame. And then the the other lyrics at the end was say a prayer in the darkness for the magic to come. No matter what it seems, tonight is what it means to be young. You know, you get like an instrumental break in there that just comes out of nowhere with all the lyrics. And then let the revels begin, let the fire be started. We're dancing for the restless and the brokenhearted. And then you got another random part with the things they're saying and the things they do. Nothing's going to stop us if our aim is true. At the end, it's all just like, just comes together and it's just, I, I love it. Like, I can't give enough praise to this song. Like, I, this is one of my favorite songs. It's just great. So now my album ranking. So, lyrically, I gave this one a 9. And literally, it's carried by Tonight is What It Means to Be Young. It's carried by Nowhere Fast. And also Sorcerer in there. But it got a 9. It would be a 10 if every song was like Nowhere Fast and Tonight is What It Means to Be Young. But unfortunately, they're not. Vocally, it got an 8.5. Um, the ones vocally were Sorcerer, Never Be You. Tonight is What It Means to Be Young, obviously. And then I Can Dream About You. And instrumentals, I gave it an 8. With Nowhere Fast, Deeper and Deeper, Tonight is What It Means to Be Young, and Hold That Snake having great instrumentals. So those three scores will be multiplied by two when we get to my total score. U.S. chart, unfortunately, it gets zero points because it didn't chart. It gets zero points for the U.K. chart, which which kills me. Like, I like it, that's just, it bothers me so much that it gets zero because it charts. Singles, it scored three because Dan Hartman had a number six. And album cover, I gave it a 9. I love this movie poster as well. I had this album on a frame on the wall, but I couldn't find a second copy. So I ended up taking it down because I wanted to listen to it all the time. And I had this movie poster as well at my in my house at, at college. And I really wanted to hang it up in my basement, but I don't know where it is, unfortunately. So adding all the scores together, total score, it's it kills me that it's only a 63 out of 100 because of the chart positions. Like, if it would have just scored, like, a 5 on each of them, we're, at, we're looking at 73 out of 100, and the singles could have been a little bit better. But otherwise, like, this album rocks. I love this soundtrack. I really do. If you haven't watched the movie yet, I highly recommend it. If you're not a movie person and a music person, I highly recommend this soundtrack. This soundtrack is, like, I, I just, it's one of the best, I think. So anyway, that's the end of this podcast. Thank you guys for listening so much. I really appreciate it. This was a fun podcast for me to do. I love Streets of Fire. And if, if you can follow me on Instagram, I'm currently in the process of doing voting for Season 4 podcast. I have a couple albums that already made it through. But if you're interested in that, you can follow me on Instagram at Dorney's Vinyl. And I'll see you guys next week.